coming up on your Portland Morning Brew. Wanting those big yards anymore. It's kind of, it's really interesting to see. Like I have a home on eight acres and I, I love that. But now a lot of people, they don't want a half an acre. It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events, all centered around our community. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. Welcome back to Portland's Morning Brew. This is our uh, Chamber of Commerce podcast that we do uh, surrounding Sumner County and the city of Portland, where we meet people uh, who are out there doing the work in in the city and doing things for for our town, and we get to know them just a little better. Today, we welcome Megan Thompson. Megan is a city council member, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on here in, in, in the area. Megan, good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, you were just mentioning that uh, you've got a, a sick one at home and they're spreading everything around and you're enjoying the, uh, I used to call it the school Petri dish they would bring home. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Right now, especially this time of year, it's it's horrible. They're all bringing home something different every week, it seems like. So we're making it. <laughs> Yep, that's all. That's all we can do is deal with it, isn't it? Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your your history with Portland. Uh, were you born and raised here, and grow up here? How did that come out? Yes, so I was born and raised here. Um, I graduated from Portland High School in two thousand and three, um, and uh, went to Western Kentucky. Graduated there from two thousand and eight with a bachelor's degree uh, in business and marketing. Um, but yeah, hometown girl. And I'm one of those that swore up and down. I would never move back here. <laughs> and then I came back <laughs> and got on the city council. So um, I think I proved myself wrong pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you see that a lot. Things change as you get a little older. Uh, now, uh, you, you are on the city council. We'll get into that here in a minute. But do you also do anything else? Is this or is that, you know, stay home mom or what do you do? I'm very blessed to be a stay-at-home mom, and uh, so my priorities revolved around my kids. I, you know, I truck them all over Sumner County every day. <laughs> um, but yes, very <laughs> blessed, very blessed to stay at home. I'm, uh, I'm a, got a good, hardworking husband who works for the fire department here in Portland, and um, allows me to stay home so my kids can that's, that's have awesome. me on speed dial. <laughs> Right, right. Anybody that says that's not a full-time job, it's more than a full-time job. I don't see how people do both these days. They have to have a really good support system. Yes, they do. So, um, yes, uh, what are the what are the age ranges of all your kids? So, I have a son uh, who's nine. His name's Will, and then I have twin girls that are six, and their names are Anna and Ava. So, uh-huh. I'm a handful. Okay. You definitely have your hands full and we'll have for several more years. God bless you. It's, but it's, <laughs> there's nothing like it. It's a lot of fun. It is. Um, let, let's, let's dive into a little bit of the business uh, stuff here and, and kind of what's going on. And I think, uh, of course, I'm one of those people. I don't watch the news. I don't read the paper anymore. Uh, you know, I'm terrible about keeping up with things. So maybe first off, could you kind of update us on the 109 uh, bypass or anything you might could tell us about that and what's going on with the progress of that? Well, as we all know, that's a state project and the state moves slower than a snail. 
but um, mm-hmm. we do know that, that TDOT has been up here and we are moving on into the next phase of acquiring property. They um, Back a few months ago, they had a meeting at the high school with uh, property owners that might be affected to kind of give them an idea of what to expect. But as far as I understand, even that process could take a couple of years before mm-hmm. we move into the next phase. So I think we're still probably, I'd say anywhere from five to 10 years out from having a bypass. Um, doesn't right. mean we can't start planning for what we anticipate out there. And I think um, so far, I think the council has been kind of really thinking about what areas are going to see growth and kind of focusing on TDOT's kind of laid out where they anticipate the bypass to be. Um, so kind of starting that pre-planning and um, mm-hmm. getting a, try to get a jump start on it. But I think we're still several years out from actually seeing it come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like with anything like that, it's always five years too late. You know, e- even with what they're doing out at the interstate right now, I mean, gosh, we needed that 10 years ago. We did. Um, but it's, you know, it, by the time they get four lanes in, we need six. And, you know, it, it just, it's just, that's just the way it flows. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I do look they, forward to it though. I'm not sure that they anticipated the quick growth of Nashville as quickly as it grew mm-hmm. and expanded to how much traffic it is. And I know, you know, we all, if you drive through Portland right now, you're usually surrounded by 10 semi-trucks, especially if the interstate's backed up. And that's, that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, especially being on the city council and hearing complaints from citizens, you want to be able to provide an answer or a solution. And unfortunately mm-hmm. on this, we are at the mercy of the state and that's, that's right. kind of where we're at. Right. Yeah, it seems that a lot of the truck drivers have figured out if they come through uh, the new 109 up through Gallatin and then the new 109 up to here, it's just a hop, skip and a jump through our little town to get to the Kentucky line and they don't have to deal with Nashville. And yeah, it has really funneled a ton of traffic. Now, I know there's some other things that have been going on um, in, in the city that you may want to cover uh, just out riding around and, and you start seeing some things uh, like uh, the new apartments uh, out by the school um, going out of town on 52, you know, I, probably something that we truly needed. Are there some other things going on around town that you may know or that we just don't happen to see as we drive around? As far as development? or mm-hmm. um, We're definitely seeing a an influx of residential development, which uh, we mm-hmm. we do have a need for. Um, that's We've got a few big subdivisions that are planned to come in. One, especially out there at the new interchange, um, right at basically where TGT Road ends, there's a, a 300 home development uh, planned for out there. Um, there's a couple more scattered throughout town. We haven't seen a ton of like apartments. I know that there's um, potentially an anticipated apartment um, complex going in kind of out back towards the interstate again. I think a lot of people are focusing on those areas now that for commuters where they can hop mm-hmm. on, you know, with the, with the anticipated 109 bypass to get to Gallatin or straight to the interstate to get to Bowling Green or Nashville. I think that's mm-hmm. where we'll see uh, some more of our denser development coming just because mm-hmm. people are not really, wanting those big yards anymore it's kind of it's really interesting to see like i have a home on eight acres and i i love that but now a lot of people 
they don't want a half an acre. They don't because they're not right. home. They're commuting. They don't have that time for a yard. And so it's kind of interesting to see the change in what people are wanting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got. I mean, definitely development is coming, and we are um, one of the last undeveloped areas that can it can technically probably say it's a suburb of Nashville now. I mean, we're thirty five miles outside of it, and that's definitely a commuter range. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot of these more bigger developers start looking into mm-hmm. our area. Um, and then mm-hmm. it's just kind of figuring out, is that where we want the growth? Is that where, can we sustain right. the growth? Um, right. That's a big question. And we're, it's a, it's an interesting time to be a part of the council. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can imagine. And just as we saw 10, 15 years ago, White House <clears throat> literally explode um, you know, and, and I guess our safety net is being a little further away from the interstate that has saved us. But as you said, that access is becoming easier and faster. And especially when this new bypass is in with the expansion of the interstate, even with the new interchange that's already open there at the state line, we're seeing, you know, like you said, more traffic, more activity and people will pass through and say, huh, maybe this wouldn't be a bad place to live. I mean, it's, it's, uh, like you said, we're not really closer than we ever were before, but the access is better and it makes you feel closer. And, and with these commuters and, and even with more people working at home, they're looking to get away from the middle of downtown. That is that is true, too. There is so much, um, you know, COVID really amplified that work from home setting. And a lot of people have just realized, hey, I don't have to go to the office every single day and I can work, you know, from home. So that's, that's interesting, mm-hmm. too. It's a, just a new dynamic of living. Right, right. Um, talk to us a little about public involvement in the council. I know uh, there are you know open meetings and there are things posted and different things going on. Um, do you? How do you encourage more people to get involved in that? You know, because people are going to complain, but a lot of times they won't come and listen and really understand what's going on. And that that is a really hard thing um, because they'll reach out to you. And, and that's what we want them to do. But then they won't actually show up to the meeting and voice their concerns in, in the public setting. And, and I understand there's some people that don't want to be involved in that arena. They don't want their face associated with a problem. They just want to be able to tell you mm-hmm. about it. And you're their confidant and you're their councilwoman. And, and they want you to represent, you know, their concern, which I, I try to do to the best of my ability. But, yes, we do advertise any kind of meeting that we have, um, any kind of rezoning all our planning commissions, um, everything is available on the city website or on Facebook Live. If we are having a meeting, of course, you're welcome to come to the meeting. And we have a public recognition where you are given five minutes of uninterrupted time to speak and air any grievance that you have. Um, and then we will address it once we get down to, as long as it has to be on the agenda, but once we get to it on the agenda, then we will address your concern. But we want to give you five full minutes and and not give mm-hmm. you any kind of back and forth to eat into your time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard because um, you do hear complaints and then you want to try to help and then no one shows up to actually have the conversation. Um, so I think it's just, it's that, that weird divide of that government's not accessible and that, and we really are. I mean, all of our information is on the website. You know, you can, you can reach out to us anytime and we encourage that. But I think some people just think, well, it doesn't matter what I say. And that's not true. And um, I can speak for all seven of us on the council that we all have a huge heart for Portland and 
and want to make sure that we're representing you to the best of our ability. And if you don't reach out to us and let us know that you have a problem, then we don't know. So I, I definitely right. encourage right. anybody to try to take advantage of that. You know, you can email, call, come to the meetings. Um, we're definitely accessible if you choose to reach out. Right. That's why they call it government for the people. That's what it's supposed to be. And right. uh, these these small towns, if you know, if it all starts there and we're able to maintain that there, maybe one day it'll return to, to our capital. <laughs> maybe. Goodness. Maybe. For the people would be great. Um, so of all the things you could have gotten into, even as a full-time mom, uh, why city council? Why, why did this come to your mind to do? Well, you know, like I said, I was one of these, and I'm sure you've heard this, all everybody says it. I'll never move back here. There's nothing in Portland. Um, there's nothing to do. And so I moved. I lived in Bowling Green for about 12 years. Went to school up there. My husband worked at Western. And we had our son. And that just really changes your thoughts on life. And um, I had the opportunity. We had the opportunity to move back and, and build a house right across from my mom. Um, and family really plays a part. His family's from here and, and mine is too. And so we decided we wanted to come back to that property, that big lot of land for our kids to run around on. And with that being said, I did go to school for business and marketing. I, I do like to work my mind in that, in that regard. I am a mother, but I like to know that I still have a voice and that I still have a vision and the city council gave me that opportunity that it didn't, it wasn't a full-time job, but it mattered. It, it mattered mm -hmm. what I said. It mattered my voice. And it gave me a platform that, that I could know that I was bettering the city that I moved back to and that my kids were going to have this opportunity. If I could, you know, work in the parks and, help bring retail and, and help mold Portland into a, a, a better city, you know, and keep that. I think the biggest concern that most people have is keeping that small town feel, but having the amenities. And so that's, that just kind of worked in my wheelhouse of like marketing Portland, being excited for Portland, having a voice, but still having that core stay at home, mom, I'm available. Um, but I'm also doing something that that matters to me, and and that's exciting. I, I love it. Awesome, awesome. Well, is there anything else going on you'd like to bring up before we close out? I have really enjoyed our conversation, and it's really great to have people that care in these positions. I can really tell your heart's in the right place, and and uh, it, it's really nice to see. You know, I just I, once again, I just am appreciative of the opportunity to be reelected. Re you know, I'm going to have eight years worth of my time invested in this city. Um, and that's been such a reward for me. And I just hope that I continue to represent the city um, to the best of the citizens ability and that they will take any opportunity to reach out to me and let me know how I can be better. Um, I'm always learning. I'm always growing. But Portland is a huge part of my heart. And I know we're on the cusp of some great things and we can work together and, and figure out what Portland looks like for all of us. And I just want to be that voice. I want to be that representation of what Portland wants. And so just, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. And we have a great council and a great mayor and we are 
just a really good team. I feel really good about the next four years. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff to hear. Well, Megan, I know we had trouble getting getting this done and getting together. I appreciate your patience with that. Uh, you know, you you know as well as I do, especially with kids. And and with me, it's with 12 horses and, and five dogs or whatever we've got here now. Uh, there's always something going on and, and trying to juggle. But thanks so much for being patient and, and uh, joining with us today. We wish you all the best. And uh, again, just just thank you for, for serving and thanks to your husband as well. That, that's a, t- a tough job he has to do so you can do yours. So that's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And yes, I, I, I was excited for the opportunity. So thanks again. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.